Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So the Continental Classic has been so damn good. If it was like a real person, this is what I would do. That's right. I'll just give it a lovely little hug. If you've never watched Ups and Downs before, this is about as weird as it gets. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to AEW Ups and Downs. And wait a minute, it's the holidays, so we have to wear a stupid hat. Does it make any sense? I mean, I'm not Santa Claus, so if you're our child, don't worry. Papa Christmas will be coming to your house very soon. Always sounds really creepy. Let's up those doubts. But yes, we did indeed start with one of our final matches in the Gold League, because it was Swerve Strickland versus Roosh. It was so damn good. Because, of course, Swerve has to get a win. He needs to stay in contention. And while Roosh is mathematically out, he doesn't want Strickland to walk all over him. In fact, he wanted to kill him. It's also tied in as well because we have seen Swerve in 2023 try to murder other people and sometimes have his blood be drunk. So Roosh was just like, I'm going to run at you and I'm going to try and take your head off. And he did. He also hit a dive because 2023 wrestling although that's going to go away soon, which is very worrying, when he just started to boot swerve as he flipped the crowd off. I was like, we get it. We're not meant to like you. The absolutely coolest part is that the fans were so behind swerve, and you've got to imagine this does tie into that Texas death match he did have with the hangman. He ends this 12-month period as a tippity-top guy. He finally smacked Roosh's leg as well because that was all taped up because the Continental Classic had been so grueling. <laughs> when he ran at Roosh, who essentially threw swerve into, like, the side of the ring, that's been bothering me all morning. Is that worse than the ring apron? Or is the side of the ring the worst? Or do we have to talk about reading the ring post? I don't know. It was then just wrestling tennis because Swerve dropped Roosh on the floor with a German suplex, Guten Tag, when we got back in the ring and Strickland ran at Roosh and he threw him into Team of the Turnbuckle. When he also did the thing, because Roosh was going to go for the bullhorns, but his leg gave out. He opted for a pile driver instead and then he tried to hit the senton, but once again, because his walking device was so damaged, this was the equivalent of climbing Mount Everest. It took him about 72 years. It meant basically the Swerve was able to turn the tables and he hit the 450, but Roosh kicked out a one. And look, I admit it. In 2023, we've overdone that spot a little bit much, but because I am a massive nerd, I just went, Aah. I love it. Roosh then tried to charge at Strickland again, but by this point, Swerve knew what was happening, so he took him out, hit him with a flatliner, he hit him with the brain buster when he climbed to the top of Tear of the Turnbuckle, and he just soaked in these cheers a pretty cool moment he hit the stomp and he gets the one two three to move on to 12 points surely he's now going through it was even better because we knew later it was john moxley versus jay white which was also going to tie in here so let's all take our hands and clap them together like we are a seal or one of those weird robot toys that you may very well get for christmas 
Can't stop now. Feels quite nice on my elbows. What does that mean? It's getting loud. When it was time to wrap things up with Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, I mean, we had to. But if you do not know, last week Kenny Omega did tweet out that he is suffering from diverticulitis and basically had to go for emergency surgery. So screw wrestling, screw wins, screw losses. I just hope he is okay and that he's able to return to wrestling as soon as he's able. But health and happiness first and foremost, positive love to Kenny Omega. Anyway, Jericho basically said this as well and that the tag match at World's End against Big Bill and Ricky Starks is now off because once again, him and AEW in the locker room we just want Kenneth to get back on his feet. You're damn right. So I have no idea what's going to happen here. Maybe Chris Jericho too is going to go away for a while. But, you know, just to repeat myself, that is stupid wrestling. And when real life knocks on the door, I don't care about stupid wrestling. All this goes to show that maybe, just maybe, sometimes we shouldn't jump to mad conclusions. Because you don't know what's happening to the wrestlers that are in the ring. When we went back to another Continental Classic match, I love this one too, even though it was totally different. It's Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. And look, neither of these guys were going to be able to get to the semi-finals, which just meant they were fighting for pride. But this is why when you have a sports-based product, it can work so well. It's like when you're watching football. Sometimes people go, oh, it's a dead rubber. It's like, no, it's not. You don't want to lose to those guys because those guys suck. Lethal also had a bee in his bonnet because at the moment he's on zero points. He doesn't want to be a massive loser. That's why at the start here, they were kind of feeling each other out. It was a stalemate. <laughs> they definitely didn't do this. This is the worst dancer you'll ever see. And then they soon we went to the chops, because that's always what people do, when Jay Lethal did a dive. And I was like, I know why he's doing this. Like I just say, 2023 is about to end, which means we're going to have to find out what the move of 2024 is. Let me know your guesses in the comments. We also then learned it's no wonder that Jay hasn't been able to get any points, because as soon as he did this, he started doing the Fargo strut. I was like, listen, Jay, I understand you're trying to level up your meter, but it's not the time. It also meant by this point, Briscoe had taken a med pack, so he just leveled him on the floor, and he hit a damn froggy bow to the outside. I was like, Mark Briscoe, you are brilliant, but you're also crazy. He also set up a chair and used that to just jump off it like a platform to take out Jay when we got into more wrestling tennis. Because there was a big elbow, there was a fisherman buster... And we got another damn froggy bow. Jay Lethal was able to get the knees up, though, when he was going for the lethal injection. But somehow Mark got out of the way of that. But Jay still was able to hit the Jay Driller. That just got a one-two-oo. Lethal was then obsessed with hitting his finish, but he should know you can't overdo that. So of all the things, Mark Briscoe grabbed him and gave him a burning hammer. The commentators went wild about that when he hit the Jay Driller, which I thought was very nice and warm and fuzzy to tum-tum stuff on ProWrestlingTees.com right now. And he got the one-two-three. And look, Jay Lethal is a brilliant professional wrestler, but this was the right thing to do because Mark Briscoe may be the best babyface in the world. They also shook hands afterwards and fair play to Mark because he was doing an interview recently where he was like, well, it's not a surprise I didn't do very well in the C2. This is my first year as a singles guy, so I basically have to relearn my craft. I love it when wrestlers tie things in. I'm giving it up just to throw it into the ground over and over again. Get me a t-shirt that says, I love the Cito. And then it's all footage of MJF being inducted into the Jewish Sports Hall of Fame, which I just totally loved. I found it very inspiring. When we got the total opposite, Wardlow had edited a video, and he said, Max, I'm going to kill you. Well, no, but his whole point is that Friedman's world is about to come to an end. I said, wait a minute, there's a pay-per-view soon called At World End. Maybe it's going to tie in. Wardlow also said he's going to bring the devil to his knees, which I assume is a play on words. Because out of everybody that is revealed in The Devil's Crew, surely Mr. Lowe has to be one of them. Otherwise, what the flub are we doing? And speaking of all that, here came Samoa Joe. Because he has decided, while he has been asking the right questions, maybe he's not asking the right people. And actually, he thought about what Roderick Strong had said last week. And yeah, it is slightly suspicious that MGF did get attacked. 
but we never actually saw it. He wants to change all of that right now, so we did call MGF to the ring, and very nicely Maxwell did acquiesce. But of course, because Joe is his press start and controller to challenger, he just started to insult him. Because yeah, sure, Joe has made it clear that MGF is his property, but he cares just as much about that as he does his diet. That's right, he called him fat. He also recalled the time when Samoa Joe was in the ring and the Devil's Goons surrounded him, but they didn't lay a finger on the Samoan one. So what are we meant to think about that? Joe then kind of laughed that off because he doesn't care, which is when Max started to push him, and I freaked out a little bit. I was like, dude, I don't think you should be doing that. It's like trying to kiss a lion. It's not going to work out well for you. Clearly, this is what the Devil and his dudes have been waiting for, though, because the henchmen were here. This is a little bit like a James Bond movie. They individually all ran at MJF and Samoa Joe, who became like the ultimate pairing, and they fought them off. As soon as they were done, though, the lights went out, and it turns out the devil had been doing more video editing, and these words came on the screen. Where can you go? Who can you trust? Next week, will you accept a challenge for your Ring of Honor tag team title? Are you a hero, Max? That's right. All this time, the devil just wanted to be an ROH tag team champion, and we're all fools for not seeing it beforehand. It looked like Friedman was fine with this as well because he promised Adam Cole, his best friend, that he would do right by these belts. And even though he didn't think Samoa would agree, Samoa was just so pissed off by all of it, he grabbed the mic and went, you're wrong, pal, we're doing it. It does mean that surely they do lose these championships on next week's episode of Dynamite, and then we get to the pay-per-view and we do the big reveal. Just a little bit worried that if we don't do it there, we may miss the mark. And look, it all comes down to who the hell this is. Like, imagine it was Vince McMahon. It's not going to be Vince McMahon. But that would set the internet crazy and everybody would want to talk about it. Whereas if it was me, people were like, oh my gosh, that sucked. So it isn't up for now because this is just old school traditional wrestling storytelling. But yes, if all of a sudden the person who does go, ha ha, I'm the devil, doesn't live up to expectations, then you can be sad pandas. It's the moment I'm going to surf the wave because I like surfing. Maybe, don't know, never done it. It is getting that up. Renee Paquette was then backstage with all the best friends. She wanted some answers. Lawrence Cassidy and Chris Statlander have an incredible 2023, whereas Chuck Taylor isn't around anymore because he's injured. So what the flub are Rocky Romero and Trent going to do? Now, Rocky was a little bit upset here because he had just lost some titles in CMLL, but he would like some more international opportunities. Now, I don't think Orange Cassidy was really listening here because he went, oh, right, you want to shot my belt, do you? Okay, see you Friday, goodbye. Romero is also totally shocked by this and it made me laugh. It just means now, if you are around the piece of fruit, you have to watch what you do say because you could very well accidentally end up in a title. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Which is when we found out that Luther had recovered from his gout. I mean, thank goodness. Now, this was because timeless Tony Storm was coming to the ring to do commentary. And you really need to sit down and go and listen to this, especially when she said that Taz was her favorite landlord because he is the human duplex machine also on the floor. And I was like, that's it. The best gimmick of 2023 is flubbing timeless Tony Storm. She was also here to watch Riho versus Soraya because the winner was going to become the brand new number one contender for her AEW World Championship. And I know, how did Soraya get into this position? I have absolutely no idea. Now, the good part is it does tie into the story because Ruby Soho was watching this. I was like, wait a minute, Ruby. You told me that you were going to be in the corner of Soraya and now you're backstage. Small spoiler. Soraya lost here when we saw Ruby again and she had a big smile on her face. I smell a feud incoming. Very sadly, it's the end of the outcasts. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Rio wasn't bothered by any of this, though, and she busted out some head scissors when Soraya kind of went and hid behind the security guards. But that totally worked because Rio didn't know what to do. So Soraya grabbed her and just threw her right into Barry Barricade. I'm like, how is that legal? Rio did have a plan, though. That was just to spam these head scissors when she hit the ultimate comeback move of 2023, the crossbody. Now that we have got to the end of the year, I don't think anybody actually won with this. So why were all wrestlers obsessed with this? Rio then went for a springboard nothing but got smashed right in the face. But I tell you, she was like some kind of undead warrior here because she shook that off like she was Taylor Swift and she hit the Northern Lights suplex. Got a one-two, ooh. This was basically it too because when Saray was all wibbly-jibbly, she got hit with a top rope stomp, absolutely murdered with the double knees and Rio just pinned her. It's like, man, you whooped her ass. It was a great way to establish her as a challenger, though. And afterwards, it was even better. Because Tony Storm got in the ring. And because Rio is quite tiny, she had those ye oldy binoculars. And she was using them to try and see her. I cannot tell you how much I enjoy all this. Of course, Rio then beat her up for a bit when Mariah May made the save. Mariah was so desperate to get some kind of acknowledgement from Tony Storm, who left in the arms of Luther, going, who is that person? I've never seen her before. I'm pretty sure they've been on TV together for about two months. There's actually a lot here for multiple people, and I enjoy the directions we're going in. She's going to get an up. It was one of the best things of the evening. Speaking of the craziest two, Tony Schiavone then read a prepared statement for Christian Cage, and I'm just going to read it for you. Schiavone, you better read this statement with some effort, because if you phone it in like usual, I'll slap the yellow off your teeth. Also, Oklahoma City, sit down and shut up and have some respect, because as the biggest star in AEW... No doubt my absence has left a hole in your lives. He's right. After my career to find a victory over Adam Copeland, though, I have taken my progeny Nick Wayne on a well-deserved vacation. And as I understand it, the rated R superstar has challenged me to a no DQ match. Just to put your tiny mind at ease, I shall return on Collision this Saturday where I will address Adam and all of the other questions. I also expect a hero's welcome, sincerely, the TNT champion. So there you go. He is one of the best heels in wrestling right now, to the point he can write a letter and still get booed. I'm very much excited about the return of my favorite father. He gets an up. This only went about three seconds. We then continue to cook as well. My word, we made those eggs. 
because it was time for a potential new storyline. So we were in the back where MJF and Samojo were still arguing, so they must have been doing this for the last 60 minutes, when Maxwell walked off, and what did he find outside the mogul embassy's dressing room? It was one of the devil goon's hoods, so he freaked out. He knocked on their door and he grabbed Prince Nana right away. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But of course, Swerve Strickland heard all this commotion. He came out of the room and they stared at each other and my word, I was pumped. Because finally within the AEW-verse, they do meet. Although outside of this, as MJF said, man, it's so good to see you, dude. I remember traveling up and down the roads together when we were independent wrestlers. And I'm really super duper proud of you. He also wanted Swerve to know that the reason they haven't bumped into each other backstage is not because he's ducking Strickland, but it's because he is not on the world's champion level. Ruh-roh. Strickland then fired back by telling everybody well, it was MJF that drove him around, so thanks for being my chauffeur. And isn't it a shame that you've turned into a whiny bitch? Also, don't forget the last guy that got in my face. He basically got hung from a chain outside of the ring and I tried to kill him. Is accurate, that did happen. Freeman okay. then kind of insulted him, because he's like, oh, you're always talking about the cowboy, but then tied it in, because he's like, oh yeah, you hate that guy. And do you know who took out Hangman Adam Page recently? It was the devil, and it was his goons, so maybe you, Swerve Strickland, are the devil. MGF then promised to blow Swerve's house down. <laughs> that made me laugh, because we were doing nursery rhymes. Well, then we took it up a notch. Because maybe, just maybe, MGF will break Strickland's arms, so that when he is driving, he swerves off the road, Oh, that's definitely another death threat. Swerve sort of won this as well, though, because his last line was, listen, pal, I ain't the devil you're looking for, but if you do get in my face once again, I will be the guy that takes you to hell. I'd start going like this. It's like, man, I need this feud. Do it in 2024. Thankfully, Samoa Joe was then back to cut the sexual tension because him as MJF have some business to do. But yes, I don't know if Swerve is going to win the C2 or what's going to happen, but we need this feud and we need it yesterday. I'm giving it an up. It was good, good stuff. When Roderick Strong kicked Commander's ass, I think mostly because he was like, he spells it with a K when it should be a C. And we did set this up last week and it was a curious case. Because on the one hand, Roderick had to get a win back because he's lost recently. Whereas Commander, he gets defeated all of the time. But to listen to the fans, he's getting over anyway. So maybe we kind of need to divert course. Mars Man used speed at first, so Roderick understood he had to use power. He just smacked him right in the face. But that kind of worked Commander up. Because he then went after Roderick Strong Tum Tum. And honestly, the shot that he gave him, I, mean, I haven't done it justice here because I called it a Tum Tum, is pretty damn stiff. Strong then returned with all the backbreakers because he realized if I do break the masked man's back, he's not going to be able to walk the top rope. When the commentators just start talking about Strong's mustache, this really made me laugh. It's like they had an epiphany when they were like, hot damn, he looks good. Somebody then smartened Commander up and he realized he did need his back, so we stopped more backbreakers to hit this damn springboard. There it was again. I mean, it hasn't worked at all this year, but my word, it looked pretty. It was the same with the Phoenix Splash, which has to be up there with one of the best in the business when it happened again. He was going to do his rope walk shooting stuff press when the kingdom were like, nah, man, that's our friend in there. They saved him and pulled him out of the ring. It actually didn't work at all because Commander then just splashed all of them, but I suppose it did help in terms of a distraction because when they got back in the ring, Commander went for a fly, nothing. Roderick just kneaded right in the face. He hit the end of heartache and he got the one, two, three. It was also hilarious because right after this, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett were just handing out more. MJF is definitely the devil's sign. When Rene Paquette got in the ring and she was like, Roddy, what are you doing? You're always causing such a fuss. Of course, Roderick just started shouting Samoa for a while because he wanted to get his point across. It's quite clear Maxwell Jacob Freeman is the devil and people need to start listening to him. Paquette just went, listen, bro, don't you think if Samoa Joe believed you, he would have started, you know, believing you by now? 
Roderick was like, how dare you say that to me? By proxy, he must be my best friend. I love these three. As a unit, they are wonderful geeks, but it just works. You also got to imagine that they will be part of the Devil's Crew, because that's just Scooby-Doo rule number 74.7. And yes, I find them very entertaining, which is why I watch professional wrestling. Uh, then got a reminder that Thunder Rosa returned to AEW last week and will be on Collision, so that rules. When we got another comeback, Jim Ross arrived to commentate on the main event. And if you've heard his stories recently, he has been through a lot. So I thought this was fabo. He also had a great match to talk over as well because it was our main event. Jay White versus John Moxley in the damn Gold League of the C2. This was total fire. And once again, it was all about patience, which has been a thing in wrestling throughout 2023. Because we haven't had too many surprise results here. But would I clarify this is one? You bet your bum I would. There were so many permutations here too. Because if White was able to get the shock victory, he would be on 12 points. But then Moxie would be on 12 points. And Swerve would be on 12 points. So would that mean they would have a triple threat match in the next round? And the answer, if you can believe it, was yes. So once again, it was like watching sports. And I love sports. And we had another education here. Turns out you shouldn't talk smack to John Moxley. Because Jay White did this. So you know what Mox did? Just started choking him. He must have come to the ring with his meter all charged up as well because he went for the paradigm shift. Although actually Jay got out of the way of that. But he didn't dodge enough. He got slammed with the power driver. One, two, oh. They started punching each other in the face as they went up the ramp when this was always going to be bad. And I was correct. Because yep, Jay did the chop block and then he threw Moxley into Barry Barricade. So when we get to the C2 2024, that should be like outside interference. Band. I think White was then just smacking Jonathan right in the neck and somewhere Roderick Strong would have been like, I can't believe you're doing that. So do you know what Moxley did? He got up and he bit Jay White's face. And before this, he had been doing back rakes. So he was just going through all the eras. This freaked out White so much, he went to use a chair. But the referee was like, Jay, you can't do that, you absolute idiot. But it turns out this was his own distraction. Because as soon as the referee did go to sort that, da, 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 Jay White had another chair. He used that to take out Moxie's leg as well. When he left him on the outside, he was like, official, official, count to 10. And Moxie only got back in at 9.9999. He also went right for the Blade Runner, but that didn't work again, which is when John Moxie got his big DDT. And that's when I really plugged in, because this damn Jay White kicked out a two. Ooh. And then when Mox cut up White Urinage, when John tried to behead White with another big lariat, and he hit the stomp, and all of a sudden it just came over me. I was like, oh my gosh, I think Jay White is going to win. I don't know why I had this feeling, but I did. And I think this was just because John was coming close, but he had no cigar. And as soon as we were told, oh, we've hit the 15-minute time limit, John Moxley went for the death rider. Jay White quite literally spun out of that one. Mox turned around. He got laid out with the Blade Runner. And Jay White pinned him for the one, two, three. And I totally lost my mind. It also actually does mean we're going to get this three-way because Swerve Strickland walked out afterwards and they all looked at each other, which is superstitious, before he went off air. Jay White made sure to mock Prince Nana's dance where he just chop-blocked John Moxley for good measure. He is a wonderful dick. These guys are just so, so good though and they are next-level performers. You'll be surprised to hear this but I am giving it an up. It's also brought us to the end of Dynamite, and I tell you, this C2 has come together to just make this show so damn watchable. This is the kind of AEW we should get in 2024, and it is getting an up. Now, of course, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for Monday Night Raw, because all of wrestling is good, and we just put all of it. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Talk about it as much as you want in the comments below. But make sure you have a damn good holiday season. Thank you for the support in 2023, my friends. I will see you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.